Record, I don't care. I don't care what people... I know you can't do anything about the weather, but... Anyway, except complain about it, yeah. Except complain about it. Although, listen, today is glorious. Today it's actually uh, a beautiful morning. Well, look at next weekend. This whole next week's going to be nice. Yeah, next weekend. Like, the trailer park officially opens, and uh, it's going to be, I think, near the mid-20s. Um so we'll go from complaining about the weather to the black <laughs> that's yeah. right. No, that's all right. I don't even know what season it is, but there's only a few days when Canadians aren't like, this weather is horrible. There's too many flies. It's too hot. Well, where we are it, the, later this week, uh, by Thursday, it's going to get up. It's forecast by Environment Canada for a 30 degree day. Well, well, it looks like we'll crack 30 degrees. It's Come on. sunny all week. Yeah. What day is the 30 degree day? Thursday. Oh, my goodness. And Friday. Oh, my goodness. Really? Bracketed by 28 and 29. So Come on. Today's Are you 22. serious? Yeah. Sunny all the way. Bracketed. Bracket. <laughs> Look at you bracketing things. I love it when I want. I love it when a nice day is bracketed by two other nice days. days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't often get that. Very often a nice day will be bracketed by a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, one of the reasons one of the reasons you went to Barry was to uh, suss out the course that yes, you're going to be playing I did tournament some course play. sussing. So, so did you suss well? Was it uh, I did, was actually. it a worthy uh, worthy day that way? No, or was, was the weather so shitty no, no. you couldn't focus on it? Relax, my friend. <laughs> no, I will tell you. It's funny. I wrote this down. Uh, one of the great things about the game of golf is that Friday. Wednesday and Friday, I didn't really play very well. Like, unusually for me. Not just that I didn't score well. I just was a little bit out of sorts. And then Saturday, I was playing a practice round for a tournament I'm playing in a couple of weeks. I've never played the golf course before. I played with a couple of buddies from the national, old national days. And I uh, had my lowest round of the year so far. So that's how golf Ooh. is, you know. Mm. Up and down. Up yeah, and down. it's just weird. Like, I went from com- feeling completely... You know, sort of out of sorts to like just something came together when I was warming up on Saturday and I just played great. But that didn't make all I was saying about the weather is that Friday was like a November day. Saturday was like a cool spring day. Like even like we were just saying before you signed on down that even yesterday when it was warmer, there was still a little bit of bite to the air. Mm hmm. Well, it's wild because we sat, I'm looking at the dock we sat on yesterday afternoon and it was like a summer day, wasn't it, Dan? Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. And we did our work. We put in the dock that we sat on and then Mm -hmm. we sat on the dock. Where does the dock live when you're not, it's not, and and this is a legitimate question. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trailer. I'm not lake, um, whatever, uh, wise. But where does the dock live in the wintertime? It's in a sheltered bay. We paddle it around in a corner where uh, when the water drops, it, it high grounds and uh, it's fine. So it stays in the water, but in a different location? Kind of, yeah. Yes, but they drop this lake a couple of feet, maybe, at least. And then where we put it, when the water drops, it's like it's out of the water. So the barrels that keep it afloat in the summer don't get do damaged by the ice does everyone on those lakes up north uh, because like the dock of the cottage we rented obviously it's a it's a permanent dock Mm -hmm. 
Do more most people have dogs that have to be put away? No. Like mine isn't. Dan is halfway, right? Dan, you sort yeah. of take the end of his off. I leave mine. It's just new docking systems, right? Uh, it depends. It depends um, on the lake, right? It depends on the lake, the behavior of the lake during the winter. So for, yes. people, for people who are watching this on uh, Facebook, so Dan's at his trailer, but Fred's not at his trailer, which is usually next door to Dan's. Dan's, uh, Fred's about, what, 10 minutes away by water or less than by water? Oh, no, two minutes by water. Five to ten minutes by car. So you're at your buddy Darren's place there. Looks nice. Yes. He has a he has like a tiki bar slash shed affair shed. with a fridge in it and a futon and people can sleep in here, but you know, it's a shed during the winter and it has these windows right in front of me that open to like a bar area. It's beautiful. Can you um I don't know what, what, what you're using. Are you using a laptop? Are you using your uh, what do you what computer have you got there? The same setup I have all the time. Which is what, a laptop? Yeah. Is there any way you can turn it around so we can see your view or not? Uh, yes, I could. Mm-hmm. Um. Fred, for those of you who can't see, is turning wow. his laptop toward the can lake. You see it? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Well, I can see the deck. Just tilt it up a little bit so we can see the water. Oh, my God, there it is. So from, from that view, are you across the lake and then a little bit? Yes. Okay. Across and to the left. Yes, uh, I recognize that. Yes. So if if Dan were in trouble, <laughs> if Dan got himself into a trouble, could you get over there and and in time to save him? Not right now because I don't have a boat in. Oh, so you say you have no boat? Okay. Yeah. Well, Dan, sorry, I just plugged it. The plug came out. I that's ran out of juice water. Juice. Ah. Anyway, it's great. Yep. Well, I'm happy for you guys. Trailer Park Boys today. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Well, we're happy for you, too. It's golf season. You're all revved up. You're getting ready for tournament play. Yeah. It's everything you wanted. <laughs> it's everything I do every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny game, man. Like, I just... Uh, yeah, I was a little bit out of sorts there for a few days, and then all of a sudden it was just it was crazy on Saturday. I played very nicely. It was wild. You know, I uh, listened to that radio station out of Halliburton called Canoe. It's a community station. There was a guy on there the other day told a golf joke. I don't know if you want to hear it now or later. I want to hear it right now. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. There's these two guys, older fellas, uh, golfing buddies. One gets terminal cancer so on his deathbed his buddy who's okay says billy here's what you got to do when you get to heaven you got to just give me some indication of you know is there golf in heaven you just got to let me know before i die is there golf in heaven he goes okay i'll do what i can his buddy passes away billy a couple of years go by and all of a sudden he wakes up with a start there's a flash of light in his bedroom and he looks up and it's Billy. He said, Billy, great to see you, man. Why are you here? He said, well, I'm giving you an update on the golf, like you asked. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay, what's it like? What's it like? He said, well, good news and bad news. What do you want first, the good news or the bad news? And he said, oh, okay, give me the, give me the good news. He goes, well, every day up here is perfect. The courses are pristine and challenging, and all the guys are great. It's fantastic. 
fantastic. And he goes, great, great, great. What's the bad news? And he said, you're in the first group on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. There you go. go. Come on, everybody. (laughs) Well, with that. that What a Johnny Slapshot yet? Well, no, I don't like to bring death up. He's no, he's too young. All right, all right. Yeah, let him from everything. <laughs> let him, let him find out in his own. Yeah. <laughs> like I've told you before, somewhere around my tenth or eleventh, twelfth summer, I remember waking up in the morning thinking, you know, one day I may die, and then I never slept again. <laughs> all right, here's Dan Duran, everybody. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, the southern shores of Lovesick Lake, and from our newest broadcast facility on the northern shores of Lovesick Lake, the now famous Lori Love Cabana Tiki Shed Cabin Bunkies Sound Studio. Mm. And is now brought to you by Gig Sky, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, and our newest sponsor, Hush Blankets, with the 100-night guarantee. And now, here are two men who uh, were influenced by sunny, warm weather. They should be in a really good mood, except that complaining is part of their natural resting state. It's Humble and Fred. Yeah, I, I can't argue with anything you said there. That was great. Da da. Yeah, you. Uh, I know it seems that we're obsessed with, uh, but we're not the only ones that are obsessed with the weather. I guarantee it. We're not. Well, you know, it turns around quickly, and uh, everything is, um, you know, forgotten almost instantly. You know, the past two years, my kids, my grandkids, have been in the pool before the end of may by mm. the third week and if it's going to be 30 they'll be in it this uh by saturday so you know once it settles in you jump in the pool you crack a beer you listen to some tunes you have a barbecue and all the shitty weather's forgotten no exactly well that's because human human nature being what it is our brains are wired almost to uh you know it's like that thing you you when you're sick you you can't really remember like when you felt well and then when you're feeling well again it's like as soon as your sickness is over it's done but this has been and i was looking at some stats and some stuff on the weather network that it really has been an unusually you know sort of different winter we had a a much different winter than normal and it turns out la nina apparently is which usually neutralizes by this point in the year Maybe bringing more unsettled weather to southern Ontario. It's hanging on. Great. Yeah. Um, do people... That. What's that, buddy? I said super thanks for that. <laughs> Sorry about that. It'll all be forgotten. I'll be listening to it's cracking I mean, I a just, beer. I, I just, you know, roll out this big, lovely, flowerly, like, uh, flowery, uh, yeah, optimistic thing just... about the weather, and you have to snuff it with Naniña. Come on. Sorry about I, that. I could have waited until she arrived. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I know. I know. Uh, what do you want to hear about? Uh, da, 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 da. There's lots of stuff going on. How about who's on the show today? All right, Tony. Uh, thank you, Dan. I, I'm a little distracted today because I've got flooding issues or potential flooding issues. I'm not sure what they are. 
So I'm walking just, in water? No, no, no. Just down in the basement. I, and I think, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I think, or it could have been yesterday. A while ago, I stopped. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, there's no air going on constantly anymore. Oh, right. Why did you do that? Um, because I wanted to, because cause usually I have the air on constantly, and I put it on just auto. Auto. Because yeah. uh, I wanted to, not that Dan said anything, but I was sort of thinking about, I was doing an audition one day, and, and I could hear the room oh. noise, and I thought, okay, I'll turn it off. And then... I, I've left it off, and I didn't know if Dan noticed it. That you've noticed a difference in the fact that there's not as much room noise. Yeah, I actually my, have. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say anything, but I did notice it. I thought that's what you're doing is turning it off every morning. So I don't know if that has caused some leaking around the water heater or the furnace because it, what are you, you're just shaking your head? You don't think so? Well, no, I don't see what that connection would be. Yeah, I, neither do I, I asked you if the air conditioner had come on because no. sometimes condensation and then, you know, the drain pipes sometimes get blocked. And No. But uh, I don't know if turning your fan to auto, I don't know how that could. Well, I turn, yeah, I, but I turned, I took it off. It doesn't really matter. Anyways, right. I'm a little distracted because I'm now um, corresponding with a plumber. So yeah. that's why. All right, yeah, Tony Clement is the uh, yes. is our guest today. Tony, you know, a frequent visitor to the show, and today I think we're going to center on the word freedom, and, you know, Tony is uh, a supporter, and he's in the, uh, what's Pouliev's first name again? Pierre. Pierre Pouliev, uh, he's in that camp, which I find a bit aggravating, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, I've got a clip I pulled off, <clears throat> excuse me, Tony's mm-hmm. Twitter feed today. And Tony was sort of critical of this guy who used to be the head of the Bank of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll have... To, well, I, I don't know where we're going to go with Tony on this, because he's a huge PP supporter, double P. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really know enough about the guy. But from what I've mm-hmm. seen, seems a bit on the, uh, you know, creepatorium scale. <laughs> oh, I'd say... <laughs> You know, I don't know I, about that scale. That's oh, a yeah. great scale. It is. I saw the debate. There was a debate last week of all the potential leaders, uh, short of Patrick Brown. I don't think he was there. And Puliev goes after Sheree because Sheree had the audacity to call him out on his support of the truckers. And I'm thinking, wow, what am I missing here? I agree with Josh Sheree. Mm-hmm. He had it nailed. Anybody that was left there after the first five or six days was an asshole. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's a proven, it's a proven fact. And Pouliev standing up there going, you know, oh, you know, you listen to the CBC and the left wing media and you, you know, you categorize these people unfairly. No, assholes. Sorry, he was right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm so tired of these people referring to the left wing media like it's something yeah. bad. Like, why is it? I, I understand, you know, in, in the vernacular, right and left have uh, long have, you know, like being left has 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 a sort of negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But why is that the mainstream media, the lamestream media? Like, why is only the right wing the right? You know, are, are, why are they the right to have the right to be right is what I'm trying to say. Well, listen, if you. If you don't like what they have to say, you attack, I guess. Well, listen, we attack Fox News, but as sort of a centrist, which I look at myself and I believe you two are as well, you just take in the information and you sort of, 
you know, lodge, try and have a logical look at it and from every angle that I look at. Again, we've said it a million times. The left seems to be compassionate and want good for the world. The right seems to want to be angry and suppress things. So, but you notice how we don't we don't refer. Even though you, you're 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 correct, we don't refer to Fox or uh, Rebel as the radical right. No, but yet they're more radical in their beliefs across the board. Canadian and of course, especially American, but around the world, way more radical. <clears throat> Then, as you've just said, the left, the radical left, which just wants everyone to be healthy and and safe. (laughs) Right. You know, almost to the point of naivety sometimes. But I'll tell you, I'm going to be honest. And I think Dan was there. Buddy Darren, you know, he likes every Saturday to get an actual Toronto Star, like an actual hard copy newspaper, which is odd. I don't get them anymore. And um I'm leafing through it. Like, it's pretty apparent that paper does not want Doug Ford to be reelected. But I can deal with that because I, I, I know traditionally that's the Toronto Star. They're liberal. So most of the slants are, you can just, it's just there suggested that, you know, Doug Ford, bad. Uh, Stephen Del Duca, give him a chance. But again, that's fine. But it's not like radical or anything. It's just the nature of the beast. Just like the Toronto Sun leans conservative. Of course. You know that when you pick up the paper. But when you start talking about freedom, this is what I want to ask Tony about. What is this freedom thing? Like, I Google Pulyev, and I, the first thing I see is free. We're going to make Canada the freest country on earth. Where the fuck it is already? Jesus Christ. Every day you wake up, you're so glad that you live in this country. How is your freedom being affected? Yeah, what do we miss? Because there, there seems to, miss? Yeah, there seems to be a time when all our freedoms were taken away. Uh, oh, man. But I don't know crazy. when that was. And you know what it does? It sends a bad message to the rest of the world. Like, yeah. what's going on in Canada? They're not free anymore? Yes, we are. And we have rules because you need rules in a decent society. Okay. Well, why don't we save anyway. this for Tony? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure we're going to say similar things when he's here. I wanted to find out from you guys. Did you have some big campfire? Did you guys go make some big steaks? Did you? I understand there was a key lime pie delivered. Mm-hmm. I had tarts. Uh, Dan brought me some. Dan said to me, uh, yeah, I went to three different stores and I couldn't find a key lime pie. And I was like, well, I don't know how I don't know your key lime pie game. But uh, he did suss out some uh, delicious key lime mini tarts and some smoothies uh, bars, which were great. And those tarts were, you know, as the same thing that a key lime pie was. So, yes, they were. So it's uh, not to minimize my contribution. I, I, did I, the, did it uh, sound like I was minimizing? I was giving uh, you it big ups. Like through through Fred, he was uh, you know when they, when we had the uh, the key lime pie over there. Fred was sort of indicating that I was just a little bit of a you know cheapskate as far as the tart thing goes. I, I don't know. They did cost less, but I just thought you know two guys that are you know watching their weight, a couple of tarty type beautiful key lime things would be appropriate. <laughs> they were. And and what were you saying to him, Fred? That he uh, he cheaped out on the key lime no, tarts. No, I didn't. I don't recall that. I just said tarts. I said. I said, well, he said, I couldn't find a pie. And I said, well, where did you get the tarts? And he said, it's Supercenter. And I said, well, that's where I got my President's Choice Key Lime Pie. That's one of their specialties. He didn't look hard enough. (laughs) Then again, I guess it all depends on the store. And uh, the Key Lime Pie I bought, I think it was $11.99. 
but worth every, every worth every cent. Darren and I had another piece last night. I feel so guilty as a as a as, as a, a numer. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I thought they were delicious. They, they were frozen, though. By the time we started eating them, uh, it didn't matter. They were delicious. But I, uh, I made Dan some uh, chicken thighs just to update everyone from the Thursday visit. We made us some chicken thighs and some spinach. It was totally on point, noom-wise, spinach, rice, and, and chicken thighs. It was great. Speaking of Supercenter, so I did some shopping before I came up here. And, uh, they, and you know what? They had a good sale on at uh, Supercenter on T-Bone Steaks, and they were good. T-Bone seemed to be always good. You know, we talk about being disappointed. With steaks, yes. I find more often than not, T-Bone are pretty good. But anyway, plus, I bought octopus, pre-cooked octopus, and then we just grilled it, and it was delicious. Nice. I really liked it. Dan had some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan, did you enjoy the chicken thighs and spinach? Or because you didn't have any comment. Were they okay? Well, I was go- Fred jumped in there. Oh, Freddie. The next, uh, thing. But, I, <laughs> but I did enjoy it. They were fantastic. Good. Properly seasoned. They were very <laughs> nicely seasoned, I guess. Okay. You know, you can take a chicken thigh and do nothing to it. Yes, and you then, can. You know, it's okay. But a, a, a guy with, uh, you know, some <laughs> gourmet uh, jeans in his. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, they were so gourmet. Psyche, oh, man. Some lovely spices and herbs on it. And it was uh, it was delicious. I, I, do, I do think it's funny that we're obsessed with all the same things. What did we eat? What kind of what's the weather going to be like? Yeah. Wait till I start telling you guys about the traffic. <laughs> you know, from basically November until April. Other than, you know, kind of going around the city back and forth to the, you know, various restaurants and going to the odd comedy club. I don't drive that much. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I drive a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the last three or four weeks, man, I, I'm reminded once again and how uh, just how many people live here and how, you know, yesterday, middle of Sunday afternoon, Mother's Day. I was heading to uh, Milton to a, a different course than mine to practice. I go on the QEW, and as soon as I get on the QEW, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. And there's a 15-kilometer parking lot. Yep. Just unbelievable. I don't know if you guys noticed that, or, or this is just... Uh, but but I don't... And I know we've said this before. People that have to deal with it all the time, every day, I don't know how you just... How you don't... You know, start banging into other cars like you're at the fair. I, you know, I again, I, I, I fear for you know the generations behind us because it's not going to get any better. Again, I left Lionhead at 10 a.m. Saturday morning, and I thought rather than the 407, I'll save some money. I'll take the 401. Hey, it's a Saturday morning. Same thing. It's as clogged across the top of the city as it is in a weekday. As from my perspective, you know, if it's worse than that in a weekday, I'm sorry. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so like stop and go. And I'm thinking, wow, used to be on a Saturday morning, you just fly o- across here. Yeah. And they're predicting by there's another thing. You know, I'm an easygoing guy and I don't get too revved up over things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's. There's predicting by May 2-4 weekend, gas will be $2.10 a liter. Right. Okay? Yeah. And Imperial Oil just announced their quarter, and they've set, like, record profits. 
and it's and I'm thinking, you know, thank you, Imperial Oil, for doing your part. Like, sort of, we're all in this together. There's a war. There's been a pandemic and everything. But this is their opportunity to make even more money through this. Yeah. So there's not something you can do. Like, you can contribute somehow that you don't have to have those record profits. And maybe that's a Tony question, too, because I don't know yeah. how, uh, you know, I'm, and again, because I've had this discussion with, you know, people out west about oil and how it's refined and how you yeah. can't, the, the price at the pump doesn't reflect the amount in the refineries and the way there's, like, there's a I formula. I, I know, too, but you're, but you're right. It's like the same way with, you know, why can't the government just roll back a couple cents a liter in taxation for the time being well because they claim that does that short term it doesn't solve anything and right now even the federal government like trudeau again you know i'm not a fan and he i phoned my local mp ruby sohota who actually gave me her private number because she (laughs) used to listen to the humble and huge mistake ruby such a mistake mistake. i phoned her and i said why isn't trudeau not like addressing this he's just like avoiding it and he doesn't want to talk about the price of gas and those sort of grassroots things that are just hammering young families uh like where's it go like what about the guy and what did ruby have to say (laughs) (laughs) oh i know fred i'll take that into consideration and i'll bring that up at the next thing and i said and trudeau never ever answers a question either on that she actually agreed with me a bit yeah we've discussed that and I know all all politicians don't. But here here's the thing: at two dollars and ten cents a liter, a year ago it was up. It was uh, what a buck thirty. Sure. So now we're talking eighty cents. The average thing, uh, the average car is about sixty liters. Hey, that's about forty eight to fifty bucks more for a fill up. What about the young family that you know is just getting by now? All of a sudden, where is that money that going to come from? And what if a guy is in a position where I just don't have the money to put gas in my car to get to work? Like, where's it? Oh, no, he's freezing up there. His connection. He lost Fred. Just, he lost yeah. a, I, we lost Fred mid-rant, but that could be at I was going to say, that could be at any point in the show. He's gone now. I was going to, you know, I'm just trying to find a subject where he won't start ranting about something. Um, he's gone now. I don't know what to tell him. Um, well, I don't have the answer the to meeting. Well, yeah, tell him to. Can you text him? Because I. Uh, oh, got oh, there you are. Are you back? No, you're frozen. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know how people. I, I was going to say yesterday, I, if I went to fill up my tank and it was right down, like 40 kilometers left in uh, my range. Oh, he's gone. And. Um, you know, my car takes a lot of gas, but I, I, so I selected, I pre-selected the amount and I selected a hundred dollars, which usually has traditionally overdone and didn't never needed it. Now, not only do I need it, but it doesn't fill up my tank anymore. Do you know what I mean? No, I know. And, and you, you, you're uh, guessing, oh, what, uh, what pre-approved amount should I go for? Because you don't want to go 500 or something. <laughs> no, but it's, <laughs> but it's not maybe. even, yeah, it's, it's not even a, it's just, I just did a sort of do it automatically. And then I sort of, as I was driving away, I just looked down. I'm like, it didn't even get to the F you know, for full. <laughs> I, got, I just got to the just below F or go fuck yourself. Right. Um, do you want to text him to see if he's coming back or maybe he's, you know, why would it be? We did a test yesterday. It was pristine this it's morning. It's been pristine till now. This maybe morning we started. Died. 
No, but I'm just saying, like, what would have happened to his internet? I don't know, because he was... Uh, oh, there he, he is. Was, oh, there he There's is. He was running with... Uh, no, I know. His, the internet was blazing, according to him. What happened yeah. there, bud? Fredzy? Uh, we can't hear you, buddy. Oh, he's frozen now. No, he's frozen again. Just try uh, audio. Uh, well, you tell him to just try audio, because he, he's not. He can't do anything. Okay. I'll do that now. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Thank you. When I when I came in to visit you, uh, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a sizable amount of gas getting into Toronto from where I am now, well, I mean, as far as cost goes. Like driving in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by, there's never a drive on the 401 into Toronto that I take that there's not some person that could ruin your, you know, driving frustration day. Yes. I mean, there's always some idiot that does something really stupid. And lately, there's been two, the last two trips I had, there's, I've, I've been totally scared when, a, you know, motorcycles come up from behind you and scream past you. Yes. And you're already doing 120. Oh, yeah. And the only thing, it's like it scares you. So, like, you jump kind of because where the hell did that come from? Mm. And... I just hope the guy doesn't die in front of me. I don't want to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, because he did, weaving in and out of traffic. I don't want to be like second guy in the scene, dying 911, being a good Samaritan and just, you know, getting PTSD over the whole, you know, <laughs> well, something exploding yeah, when, in front of me. The thing is, when that happens to me, I'm like, I get, I get angry at that person. And I'm like, okay, you should probably, once you, you're going to kill yourself. And I think about that. I think, oh, great. Yeah, what if he does kill himself? And as a doctor... I'm going to have to be there. And as he's, you know, fading out, I'm like, you see, you shouldn't be. You know, like I'm, I'm lecturing him as he's like, you see, you shouldn't be weaving in and out of traffic on a motorcycle. All right, let's 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 see if I can get Freddie back in here now. I have some other traffic observations. Um, are we going to be, this is so weird. Like, again, yeah, we, did, we, we did a little test. Everything was great. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I I don't know what happened. Just dropped out. And but we can't see still, you yet. No, it's still testing strong because Dan said just use audio. But I don't know. That's a drag. Anyway. Well, I was just saying, like, it, we tested it. It was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about how uh, I, was, I was saying to Dan while you were gone, I, I filled up my car yesterday. And I know it, it uses a lot of gas. And again, having not driven much mm-hmm. for four or five months and all of a sudden I'm driving so much all the time. But I put in a pre-order for a hundred, you know, a hundred dollars of gas. And uh, yeah. and I was right down to nothing like 40 K. Mm-hmm. And as I was driving away, I realized, oh, it didn't fill it up. Mm-hmm. And to your point about how do people afford it? I don't know. I mean, a lot of the there again, I don't know. I don't have a big sample size. I just have my kids. You know, neither of them really needs to drive too much. You know, Spencer mostly does transit. Charlie just bought her first car. And, you know, she just sort of tootles around the city. But I'm driving, you know, I drove to Barrie and back, to Milton and back. You guys drove to the trailer and back. That's a lot of kilometers, and there's going to be a lot of us, especially this summer, guzzling a lot of gas as we try and, you know, get a few months of non-winter in. Well, maybe, you know, during COVID, working from home, maybe the price of gas will force that on a lot of places. Because seriously, 
I'm a young guy with a couple of kids at a mortgage, and I, I go to them at where and say, I cannot afford yeah. to drive here anymore. Yeah. It's two it's $250 more a month for gas. I <sighs> just simply do not have it. Yeah, I don't know so, what I companies mean, are going to do. Yeah, I, and, 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 and then for Imperial Oil to, and I know we would get, economists on going well you don't understand the price of oil and everything well okay but you know change it yeah let's come up with a solution it's in your court oil companies make a little less well i don't know that's that's probably left-wing naive but i don't well it's not but but something has to change i mean i again i know that's that's what i was alluding to there's a formula about the price of gas and profits and but yeah at some point you know we're all you know sucking it hard here why don't you help us out uh we'll get to tony clement here in a second dan duran's news will be following uh tony also i think tim from florence italy is going to check in and uh dan i know you've gone but just stand by in case we lose fred again uh, in the meantime, do you have uh, anything in front of you? You might want to mention some of these fine, fine folks. Yeah. Well, last night we haven't even talked about the Maple Leafs yesterday yes. who, you know, did the Maple Leaf thing when they could have won a game and brought it home to win the series. They fall flat, don't show up, down 5 nothing before you know it. Uh, but believe it or not, for game five tomorrow night, they are the favorite. Uh, minus 130 even. So there's a lot of um, <laughs> a faith in the Leafs from that standpoint, which I find a little bit surprising. You know, the Maple Leafs still favored to win that game when they seem to be disappearing. Hold, hold on a second. Uh, they're, they're favored to win the next game? Yes, but wow. it's at home, oh, okay. I guess. All right. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog is your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich uh, poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players <clears throat> with an unparalleled experience since 1994. All right. Bodog. Uh, let's talk about the quality of your sleep. The reality is millions of people struggle with it. Hush is here to help. Hush is an industry-leading sleep brand. You've heard of them. Uh, you know the Hush, you know the best-selling Hush weighted blankets. You've seen the ads. They also have a wide range of sleep essentials for every sleeper. Whether you're a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper, Hush has what you need to get the job done. It's a great gift as well. I don't know what you got, Mom. But moms like sheets and stuff. I know, is that too uh, gender specific? Well, moms like them. Sorry. It's a great way to show your loved ones you care about them. Hey, what about Father's Day? Maybe get dad a set of sheets. They have these sheets that, you know, keep you cool. If you're looking to upgrade your sleep, head to hushblankets.com. Put the promo code H-U-M-B-L-E for 10% off. That's hushblankets.com. That is their highest discount offered for Humble and Fred listeners. H-U-M-B-L-E. I got a couple. Speaking of Mother's Day, so uh, did you guys, well, you were at the trailer for Mother's Day. Yes. Um, what, about doll? what about Doll? Yeah, so's mine, but that doesn't make it, so you can't not do something for Doll. Well, Yesterday, went uh, Delise went to see her mother out in Kitchener, which was nice. And on Friday, I bought Delise some flowers and a nice, nice. card. And 
you know, I acknowledged Mother's Day. It didn't have to be on the actual Mother's Day. And I agree. Yesterday, I uh, called my sweet daughter, who's a good little mom, and wished her the best. Um, I feel I covered it off. Yeah, I think you did. You know, I even call, I called the mother of my children and wished her a happy Mother's Day. And yes. Both of my kids took their mom out, I think, last night, and they went out with their grandmother, my ex-wife's mm-hmm. mom. So it was a, everyone got feted. But that is kind of like the guy excuse. It's like, well, and it's, I believe it. It's like, it's not my mom, but you have to do something. You can't just not show up. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it's one of those things. And, uh, you know, I noticed greeting cards are inching up as well, like everything else. The most basic greeting card, you know, unless you go to the dollar store, is going to be eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine for a <laughs> piece of cardboard. And the ones where you open it up and they're sort of 3D, they're up around 12 13 bucks now, Howard. So oh, my God. Well, I'm so glad I don't have that burden. Um, I have a, I was going to read you Trump's, uh, this is actually like, I don't even know. I'm trying to find this Trump tweet that made me laugh this morning. Here it is. This is Trump's mother's day message. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? It's a, it's a bit yep. of a paragraph. Happy Mother's okay. Day. Like here, <laughs> why it makes me laugh is, you know, it, it's there's no you can't even do the basics right. You can't just do a basic like Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just something, just regular, just a most basic construct. Donald Trump. Happy, this is, I guess, this was from a, a, um, when he had a uh, when he had a Twitter account. Happy Mother's Day to all, including racist, vicious, highly partisan, politically motivated, and very unfair radical left Democrat judges, prosecutors, district attorneys. It goes on and on. After years of persecution, blah blah blah. Someday soon, they will start fighting record-setting violent crime. I love you all. <laughs> oh god they just can never get just the normal shit right that uh waste of humanity was at the kentucky derby on saturday that was great the by people, the way the people standing around them it's like like what are you thinking i know this, you know like they actually have respect for it like it's just bizarre um, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. Yeah, the people around him. And, and we didn't even talk about all the... Did we even mention a couple of weeks ago about all the Hannity stuff and how Hannity was like the uh, chief of staff? And, and anyway, but you brought you brought up something I wish I'd, I wanted to remember because that, that was something else. I didn't see it live, but if you haven't seen... Uh, Rich Strike is the winner of the Kentucky Derby this year. And to see that last 30 seconds of the race is really something else yeah 80 to 1 long shot mm-hmm. again knowing nothing about horse racing but that's a pretty long shot oh crazy just wild how and i've watched it a couple times just how that horse starts to 
get ahead a little bit and then you're thinking well i can't the the other two horses are Mm -hmm. neck and neck and then out of nowhere this thing comes Mm -hmm. yeah can you something can you call that sport though i don't know is horse racing a sport i don't think so well they say the jockeys are athletes much like uh yeah i guess drivers you know you know i i don't know howard i i don't really have like like motor racing and i don't have a lot of interest in it i mean i watch something like the kentucky derby for the spectacle of it but it's amazing how they can take that two-minute race and turn it into a two-hour tv program (laughs) that's right what yeah i know it's like come on let's get on with it yeah um and if you know as a canadian and you know the mark messier connection where that horse named messier was one of the favorites and i'm thinking oh that'd be cool if it wins yeah of course Although I didn't see. Was Mark Messier there? Did you notice that? Uh, I, I, have, I didn't watch it. I just watched when I heard about the race. Oh, okay. I just watched the highlights because, uh, you know, I'm in social media. They're like, you got to see this rich strike come from behind it. And, and again, I love horses. So, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it was interesting that one of the, the video I saw had, it was kind of cool because it showed someone had done this. They'd, you see they, they've got um, arrows pointing to the horses and how far mm-hmm. this horse is behind as they head home. And it was pretty cool. Yes, I'd say. A lot different than... So, I, again, I wouldn't have had any interest in it except for this part. I mean, I didn't... Did you actually on purpose watch it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, it was late afternoon. We were sitting around thinking about dinner, and we were inside and put the TV on to get ready for maybe the, what was it, Saturday the second uh, Blue Jay game. They played a doubleheader or something and noticed it, so we watched it. Speaking of uh, sports, yeah, we didn't mention the Leafs. I, 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 I sat down on purpose again last night. I told you yesterday, though, I felt mm-hmm. so dumb. I, God, I'm dumb sometimes. I was came back from golf on Friday, and again, it was a miserable day. Did I mention how miserable I was? And I was uh, getting trying to figure out something for supper, and I started to Google when's the I Googled when's the next Leaf game, right? As I told you, it said Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, omitting the fact that it was on Friday night. Now, that was a game the Leafs apparently showed up for because the game I watched last night, and I only watched, once it got to be 4 nothing, I stopped paying attention. Mm-hmm. But that was a, I, I started to see, and I sort of noted this, I started to see what you've been talking about with this team. They're very good at the fancy stuff. They're not yeah. really good at the process stuff, the stuff that yeah. wins the game, which is all the little things. You know, I know you know what I'm talking about, but do you feel that's an accurate observation? Absolutely. It's what I've said from the beginning. Like, again, I've seen this act before. Like, last night was a key game because it's like, you know, suck it up. Get another victory in Tampa. You can take it home to win it. And not only do they not do that, but they don't even show up. They don't even put up a fight. And that's the profile of not only this team, this franchise, for whatever reason. Yeah. And you know, you notice that Matthews and Marner have sort of been pushed to the back now, and yep. you don't really notice them. And John Tavares, it's like eleven million dollars for a guy who can win faceoffs. That's pretty much what it's come down to. Like he's just not out; he's out there, but he's just another one of those slow-moving, plugging forwards that you know you got to contribute. I'll tell you what he's not. He's not the impact player their captain no. is. Uh, I and I know Stamkos had a really nice. That first goal was a great goal, and you know, not 
Listen, I didn't see what happened. I, didn't, I never saw any of the goals really from five through seven, but mm-hmm. that first one that Stamco scored on Campbell, that's not his fault. But that no. definitely. So I watched Tavares. Tavares was on the ice, I think, maybe in the next shift. Mm-hmm. And just, I wanted to watch. I, wanted to, I watched him during that series. And you're right. He doesn't really have the impact. He's not an impact guy. And even from the standpoint of he's not scoring, he's, st- he's still not noticeable. But, yes. you know, as your captain, traditionally, in a lot of teams, your captain goes out and if he's not scoring, at least he's out there having some kind of an impact. You hear his name. He's, you know, he's doing other things. But Tavares, he just looks like, oh, it's it's sad, really. And there's still about four years to go on that contract or three years to go on that contract, $11 million. Wow. And again, I was happy when they signed him, just like everybody else. But, you know, I'm not a hockey. I'm not a general manager. I'm not the guy that does the due diligence. And it's it's sad. I mean, this window of opportunity, it's not going to last forever. And this year, they're, they're out in the first round again this year, as I predicted. You watch. It's going to happen. Yeah. They're even going to lose... Even if they win tomorrow night, it goes back to Tampa for Game Six, and then it would come back to after that to Toronto for Game Seven. And I, I just I can't see them winning it when push comes to shove, yeah. and the money is on the line. They're not going to be there. Well, I don't have the obviously depth of observation that you do because you've watched so many more games. But I can tell you from my limited experience, I don't think they're going to win another game. No, either do I. And I'll tell you why I say that as I'm letting Tony in because. It's some. It goes to what you said. I think we were talking about it just before the when we first met, I, uh, when we started signing on this morning. Something about like you can lose a game, but if you're in it, hey Tony, just stand by. If they had lost three two or four one and really put up a fight, you can sort of see like okay, they were in it. They just got outplayed. But they uh, they weren't in it enough to even feel like, okay, when we get back to Toronto, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, and again, I don't want to be Mr. Negative, but I don't think they're going to win another game. I'm not no. saying they couldn't, but I don't think they will. No. All right. Because it's all up to Tampa. Like, if if they decide tomorrow night they want to win that game, they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, and and the funny thing is, again, just to wrap it up before Tony, like I, I think on paper, again, if I knew the teams better, you can see on paper how the Maple Leafs are a great, uh, great team. They really are. They're very talented, but they're talented at the fancy pantsy stuff. You know, they're not super gritty and they don't really have a lot of fight in them, but they're good at the, the like the when that couple of you know, goals and Marner scored and, and uh, Matthew is amazing. They're regular season world beaters, but now that you know it's down to a best two out of three, it's all of a sudden the cream rises to the top, and we see, you know, who, you know, each one is all about. And like last night, like uh, Matthews couldn't even keep the puck on his stick. No, no, it was, it was, like sad. He was nervous or something. Um, speaking of the cream rising to the top, how about this segue, everybody? Formerly the assistant regional director of Canada. He was the uh, assistant to the manager, and sometimes when uh, Harper was out of town and stuff, then people would like didn't even know it, but Tony was in charge. He's basically our. Let me put it this way: the closest thing that will ever come to a guy that might have been almost prime minister 
He's also the uh, host of the Fantastic and Another Thing podcast and a regular contributor to this program. And, of course, our GigSky guest of the day, GigSky, the only worldwide mobile data service, affordable rates in over 190 countries. Download the app today for Android or iOS after Tony's appearance. We'll tell you more about GigSky. But first, uh, we welcome uh, also, by the way, the former Minister of Health. I mean, this guy has done it all. Look at you. Nice. Nice to be back. Nice to be back in the uh, almost studio. Yeah, well, yeah, you're, uh, well, Fred's at a, a friend's cottage. I'm still in oh, Toronto. And where okay. where do we find you this morning, boss? I, I'm in Brammy this morning. Oh, nice. That's what I call Brampton. You know, you got to have a nickname these days. <laughs> Brammy. Right. So I, call, I call it Brammy. I think that's, I think, I think that should stick. I like that's it. Very sweet. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to Are find it. Are you on the Walk of Fame yet there, uh, Tony? <laughs> no, I, I'm not sure Patrick and I are talking to one another right now, so that, that oh. might be a, a little oh, bit further that's right. down the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we're talking to one another. I'm, I'm kidding, but uh, right. we've got other fish to fry right now. Yeah, I'd say. I have a, uh, I'm trying to find it, Tony. I, um, I found something on, on, I follow you on Twitter. I'm, obviously, I try and you know, support you. You support us so much. Yeah, and you're such sure. a, yeah. uh, you're, you know what you are? You're a really nice person. You know, no matter what yeah, happens likewise. in the next, thank you. No matter what happens in the next 20 minutes of us yelling about, <laughs> Pierre, about just know this, no matter what we say about your guy, double P, uh, it doesn't have any reflection on you and the uh, affection we have for you. I, I just want to state for the record. Yes. That when I'm, when I'm brushing my teeth, I do not have the water running. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm talking about? When people do that, though, right? You, you, it's such a weird human thing. You turn the water on. You start, you get some, your toothbrush. You know what I'm talking about, Tony. I know, I know. But I, I, I've i never done that. I just turn the tap off, and then I brush my teeth, and I turn the tap back on. Well, you know what? That's because you care. You, that's because you care about Canada. Anyway, I can't find the audio, of course, now. Shit. Uh, but I've, it was an audio you commented on. Of I think it was the former Bank of Canada, David Dodge. Is that the guy? You know the clip I'm talking about? And you were like, well, what else is he going to say when he was saying that Pierre Polyev doesn't understand the yeah, monetary? I, I didn't comment on that clip at all, I don't think. So it might have been somebody else. But I, I, I am aware of the controversy over what david dodge said uh, and uh, pierre's response well maybe yeah. well I, maybe it came from your podcast account because i saw mm. it this morning i went oh i'll grab that and talk to tony about okay. it but basically sure it might have been the podcast it might have been what's your co-host name's jody right jody yeah yeah yeah, yeah. jody might have come from it might have come from jody he runs from our podcast twitter account so right jody so but the point of it was and this is where i wanted to start the, the, the clip was basically that Pierre Polyev had made some comments about the cryptocurrency and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you can pick up this thread and, and, and explain, you know, what the controversy was. Or you said you were aware of what, the, uh, what sure. we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, Pierre, as part of his campaign uh, platform right. uh, uh, for leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and for prime minister thereafter, because he's kind of co-mingling the two, uh, has said that he doesn't want the the Bank of Canada, the central bank, to be in the cryptocurrency business. That's not appropriate. They should leave it to the private sector. Uh, And um, he uh, went further (laughs) and said at one point that the Bank of Canada is, quote, financially illiterate. Right. So that that triggered some folks. Um, I, I, you know, I think, look, 
let me say this uh, as a politico. You know, whenever you're you're in a fight with bankers, you're winning. Okay, uh, like for the for the general public, not many people are going to take the side of bankers. I'm just going to state that. Uh, anyway, so he said financially illiterate, and so that became something for the you know the media to to ask different people. What do you think about Polyev's comment that you're financially illiterate and and so on? And and David Dodge, a former uh, governor of the Bank of Canada said that's bullshit and, you know, went on to explain yeah. why they're not financially illiterate. So that's that's fine. I mean, that's, you know, if you're if you're going to have a dust up, I don't as a supporter of Pierre Polyev, I don't mind him having a dust up with Bank of Canada, former governors. That's yeah. that's fine by me. I found the clip. Uh, you've explained it well, but basically, David Dodge, who used to be the uh, Bank of Canada governor, says, uh, I don't know what he's talking about and neither does he. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which exactly. is a great line um yeah, a good what line. does he fred do you want to ask some because i was gonna say what does pierre polyev know and what should we know about him well no i want to jump right in because it drives me crazy and i said it off the top of the show this whole freedom thing just makes me sick to my stomach like it's ridiculous tony like what is it what freedom is he talking yeah. about what 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 freedom in this beautiful wonderful country sure. that's free as a bird other than trying to reach an element of the population that you know notices words like freedom and immigration and what is it what freedom are we losing so here's here's an expanded version of that because he does say this in every speech and he he does talk about getting rid of any further federal mandates on vaccine status for travel and that kind of thing. So that's, that's part of it. And, you know, obviously people can disagree on that, but he, he expands his version of freedom is look, we have people who are 32 years old living in their parents' basement, can't afford a house. That's part of his freedom agenda too: affordability of housing. He has, he has, he talks about people who, uh, you know, uh, the cost of living is is so high right now. If you're a single mom, you have to choose between feeding yourself and feeding your kid. We should have a better economy for people like that. So he he draws out freedom in a very broad net, mm. Fred, just so you know. It's not just talking about one thing. It's talking about all these other ills in our society that are affecting the, the next generation, what we, what we call the next generation, because uh, we're of a certain generation. And so that's that's what he's talking about. And it's resonating. I, I've never been part of a campaign before as a conservative. Maybe maybe Trudeau in 2015 was like this. But people are flocking to his his uh, rallies and meet and greets who have never been to a they've never been to a rally before they've never been to a political event before they're yeah. all not all of them but a big chunk of them are under yeah. 30 years of age you or me well i, I was just going to say part part of it and, and i know what you're going to say but listen the problem with what you said is that's not what people are hearing what they're hearing is he's going to give us our freedom back it's almost like a dog whistle because he's not saying affordable housing living in your parents basement what he's saying is we're going to get your freedom back and the reason people are showing up to these rallies is because they're getting caught up in the same vibe as you know who from you know you know where who came down yeah. But you're, you're too smart not to know that. You have to know yeah, that. I actually think the worst Trump politician in Canada is, is Justin Trudeau. So that's that's my bias, perhaps. But he does talk about gatekeepers, 
when he taught he goes through the, all these all these things that are affecting people uh, in our society. Inflation affects seniors as well, so it's it's not just young people. And he says the the problem is the gatekeepers, and he he talks mostly about housing and how all of the rules that are in place impede the ability to build houses in our cities. And this has to change. It has to stop. And so so he does talk about, you know, freedom from the gatekeepers, freedom from people who are over-regulating our society, who are making it difficult for home builders to succeed, mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs to succeed. It's, it's mainly like 90% of it is an economic message, I got to tell you. Okay. Right? Well, you should make that more clear because I don't buy it. I know. Okay. When you say all those people showing up to rallies, that again, it just reeks of MAGA. You you throw out these words like freedom, and then you get all these people coming out because they have ulterior motives, what they perceive that to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the element that he needs to come out and vote for him to win. Yeah, these are these are non-political people who show up, Fred. They're, they're people well, of course who, they are, because who, who a lot haven't. of them have never voted before. I mean, that's how Trump right. got so many votes. He got people that had never voted bef- before to come out and vote because he was throwing out these words. And, and again, I, right. you know, because you're connected and everything, I don't want to use, you know, the R word or the, uh, yeah, but let, the premised uh, word. Right. Because I, 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 to me, look at, and I'm a conservative. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm not fooled by it. I, I, right. I'm not but a Tony. And I want nothing to do difference. with the guy or anything like it. Yeah, here's a big difference between what you say, say is Trumpism and Pierre. His very first policy that he, he rolled out was how to make it easier for immigrants to come to our country and, and, and get their credentials approved so they can be doctors, nurses, mechanics, whatever. That was his very first policy that he rolled out. So he is a pro-immigration, a pro-freedom uh, you know, society for everybody, including immigrants kind of candidate. How, how is that Trumpist. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Trump did that too. Well, he also talked about building a wall. Right? Yeah, okay. but let, let me just jump back oh, in no, because nobody wanted them. Yeah. To, you know, come in legally and all that. Yeah. Stuff. But like, they play both sides. But That's here's what I know. Like uh, we, I don't know anything about the guy except what we read and what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. But I do know you, um, and I can. I, I know who you are, and we've had enough conversations on and off this show. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, and it has something to do with Fred, but I can say that I have to feel like if you're, if you're seeing something in this guy, mm-hmm. and, and you're a rational, super bright, empathetic, you know, sweet man. Yes. So I have to believe that you are seeing something that maybe I, I might need to take a look at, but I can tell you some of the stuff that comes out of the guy's mouth worries me too, because, you know, being a, you know, uh, a man of uh, semitism, you know, I mean, we're, I just, I just don't want any, I don't want anything to inflame more people. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he is anti-Semitic, but you know, a lot of the people that follow this path, as I said, freedom has become the new dog whistle. We saw it in January, and now we're seeing. We saw it with the bike rally, and it's been a bit of a running gag on the show. Where what freedoms have I lost? So maybe maybe you can help us through this, Tony. That's why we're having yeah. you here, and yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, no, and, well, and would love that. to have the guy in the show because I'm not convinced that Fred's right either. By the way, yeah, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. 
No, and I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying the way that I'm receiving it, and it concerns me as a conservative because you know, tr- Justin Trudeau aside, I don't like Trudeau. I don't want to vote for Justin Trudeau. There's nothing you can tell me about Trudeau that I wouldn't agree with. But I'm just saying, as the party that I've traditionally supported, I just don't like the direction that he's taking it. It worries me because I don't want to be part of that club. That's all. Yeah. I, I think the thing that attracted me to Pierre Polyev was that I actually think he's transcending with his message. He's actually transcending the ideological fault lines that have uh, divided our society. Uh, he's not a left versus right politician. He's not an, uh, you know, the, the, to the extent that he's an uh, us versus them, the them are bureaucrats who are making it hard for houses to be built. It's a very economic message. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so that attracted me because I, I did want somebody who could get, think outside the box a little bit. And because if, when it's left versus right, conservatives tend to lose quite frankly, and, and, and uh, he has to, we have to find a way to talk to people in a language that they understand that is not just built on, well, I'm a conservative, and if you're a liberal, you know, I hate you, right. this kind yeah. of thing. So that, that's what he, I mean, when, when you actually um, hear a 20-minute speech that he delivers, and he's very consistent in his speaking, you can see his videos online as well. Uh, he did one, he was in Sudbury the other day, and he was in front of the big nickel, and he had a nickel, <laughs> and he, and, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's gold. I got to tell you guys, he had a nickel, and he's showing a nickel, and he's, and what is he talking about, guys? He's talking about the purchasing power of a nickel. Right. That, that was his message. It's like not, you know, you know, uh, you know, we, we've got to be against immigration or not. It's not that, you know, we have to have more religious fervor in our life. It's none of it's the purchase. He is the most wonky but compelling candidate i've ever seen and so i i think the i think the country is ready for that message i really do and and i was going to say that again i'm i'm you know i'm I'm not as conservative as fred and i'm certainly not as liberal as some but i do trust in the fact that you're the closest thing to somebody on the inside that i know and i can tell you this the thing that worries me again and again i i could be convinced he might be the guy but what worries me is some of the associative messages i see Yes. around him right and that's a bit well, of a it makes concern you feel better some of these uh people's party people think that he is a, a dupe of the world economic forum of course, and, yeah but uh, those people yeah but so, those people are yeah. insane what are you gonna do those people yeah, exactly. and, but, but i will take i will say this and i don't i can't agree with you and I, I can't let you get away with saying that trudeau is the most trumpy of of the canadian politicians okay there's nobody and i don't even know pierre polyev but there's no one in this country that does what Donald Trump did and is continuing to do. Because I don't think is as much as Trudeau can be, you know, not your favorite, but I don't believe he has ill will in his heart for others. I just don't believe that. Yeah, and that's one of his advantages that people don't believe that. But, you know, you look at the course of the last uh, election campaign, which never should have been called in the first place, by the way. There's no need for it. Uh, but uh, anyway, he, he called the election and uh, he was losing badly in the first two weeks. And then what does he do? He starts dividing Canadians. Mm-hmm. And that was a, he did it on vaccine status. Uh, you know, next, next time he might do it on Roe v. Wade, which is a U.S. court decision. <laughs> it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Canada. Right. You know, uh, but, but that's what he does very, very well. He finds... He's, he finds these ways to divide Canadians in a way that it's 70-30 for him or 65-35 
whatever he thinks, and then he drives those wedges. So that's what I mean when I say he's like Trump. Okay. And, and, and I want to make the point that Howard's made, too. You know, you're a good friend, and you're a great friend of the show, and I've known you for years. And listen, if you're in the guy's camp, there's got to be something there. Yeah. And I totally agree with that, Tony. And the thing is, I want to be won over. But as a frustrated conservative, I don't want to see Trudeau survive because right. this guy fragments the party to the extent where it's going to scare a lot of people off. Like I saw that debate the other day and he's going after Sheree because Sheree criticized him endorsing the truckers. Well, again, I'm a conservative and I'm trying to look at this. Stream. Anybody that was left in Ottawa after five or six days was just an asshole. They, yeah, they, and they didn't deserve to be defended. So why would he even go there with Sheree? Because I'm sitting there going, John Sheree's right. You're wrong. Yeah, I think his point, I was there at the debate. I was there in okay. person at the debate, of course, and, and uh, it was very interesting to be in the crowd. Um, but, you know, he he was making the point that, uh, you know, Sheree was saying that uh, that Polyev is a divider. And, and, and Polyev said, well, you're the guy that said I should be canceled. I, sh- I shouldn't even be able to run because of my position right. on the, the protests. And by the way, Pierre has been ma- made it very clear that he was against any blockades. So I just want to make that point. Okay. Uh, so, so, uh, so, and then the most clippable part of the event itself was basically uh, Pierre. Yeah, he kind of dismantled Jean Charest and said, you know, you, you learned about the trucker protest on CBC, which is where all liberals learn about news. Uh, and then <laughs> just just then yeah. just dismantled him limb by limb on his record as the liberal premier of Quebec. That was the part that was the most clippable of the whole thing. And, you know, I was in the audience. I was wincing a little bit. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was wincing a little bit. The more I thought about it the day after, I thought, you know, this is not a tea party you're running for here. Like mm-hmm. a tea party in the sense that. No, I know what you mean. You know, this is not a. No, I get it. Yeah. And, it's and the new world of politics. Yeah. And, we're going up against the liberal war machine. Yes. Right? And the liberal war machine is very good at what it does, which is dismantling our leaders and leaving smoke and ashes left that's the only thing left so we have to have a guy who's tough i'm sorry well, and, and i was gonna say there's like, like what i'm hearing you say and what i and some of the stuff i've seen from pierre it, like some of it's just politics you know what i mean and and you can't criticize the guy for being good at the game he's playing and let's not kid ourselves you said it best there the liberals are good at the game they play too it's just that you know it's the confirmation bias bullshit we all think well it's more softer and gentler and so we tend to agree with it and not find it as harsh because you know conservatives are bad and you know i still hear i I still hear people say to me oh harper was the worst and i go yeah why i don't know because his eyes were too close because his eyes were too close together like seriously um but so i have no problem with him being good at politics and i'll tell you um We've been talking a little bit about it this morning. We've talked a lot about it lately. You know, not just the price of gas, but the price of, you know, accommodation. I have a 27-year-old daughter who has just moved in with her guy, and she makes a very healthy living, but there's no way that kid can afford to buy a house. There's no, there's no, and I'll tell you, other than an intervention from the data plan, you know, she can, she, there's a perfect example. So if that's his message, that's his message. 100%. Um, that's a great. I'll tell you because it, it resonates with the parents and it's going to resonate with the generation um, behind us because there is no prospect for my daughter to ever own a home 
other than if I help her with the down payment, which I don't think I'm in a position to do, considering what a down payment needs to be these days. Yeah, no, it's it's a it is a crisis in our society. And you can say and we should say, look, you know, we we do have freedoms, Freddie. I, I agree. And when you look at what's happening in Ukraine, we're in a, in a damn sight better place. But that does not absolve us of the responsibility to make our society better. And we have a cost of living crisis that is going to affect two generations, millennials and zillennials. And, and we, we've got to deal with this. Yeah. And I, what a huge job. Again, yeah. like Imperial Oil, you know, record profits through this. They're obviously yeah. not doing their part on so many levels through people not doing their part to help the cost. And again, I don't I'm not sure freedom is is the word to use through this because it rub again rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. But, you know, here, here, here's what I'll say, too. You know, and I don't know who said it when you have people on the far left mad at you and people on the far right mad at you. You're on the right track. And I would just like to see a little less of the the far right circling around polio, Poliev in that in that movement. And that may come and maybe it's my responsibility, Howard's responsibility, everybody's responsibility to look into it. You know, scratch below the surface, do your research and find out what the guy's all about. Because if this opportunity is missed for for reasons that maybe aren't valid, well, that's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've seen him uh, at, at about seven or eight rallies now. And uh, I, I'm chair of uh, I, I'm director of his fundraising. So I, I go to a lot of fundraising events. So I've seen him in small groups and large groups. I was at the Steve, the, the infamous steam whistle. Uh, right. <laughs> meeting, <you know? laughs> That's right. And but, you know, it, it, uh, quite apart from why I made headlines, his speech uh, was it was like. 35 minutes and he went down these rabbit holes of economic theory uh and i thought my god why is he talking about nixonomics you know he was talking about the, you know different things but you know that's the kind of guy he is he the thing that gets him most jacked up is how can i have a, a, an economy that works for more people that doesn't have these gatekeepers that, that it, ruins things for a, a wide swath of people. And, you know, Tony, the problem is the problem with the way our world works now is that people were upset with the notion of a guy running for the conservative leadership slash prime minister of the country. That's what bugged me about that steam whistle thing is he was canceled yeah. before he had a chance to talk, mainly because of this again there's some i'm not we're not going to let the guy off the hook because there's some kind of creepy stuff around him but you're not one of them and so and and what fred said maybe it is our our responsibility to find out more but it's i i think part of the problem is he might be the guy but if if we can't get past some of the people around him and some of the dog whistling yeah as you said, Freddie, it's going to be an opportunity missed. Um, we got to let you go. I want everyone to know that Tony Clement is uh, one of our favorites. He has a podcast called And Another Thing. As well, let's not forget his Rockin' Shindig radio show is a monthly fixture yes. on Muskoka's Hunter Bay, Hunter's Bay Radio. Yes. And uh, I don't know when. Was that every, every once a month on Saturday nights? Uh, Saturday uh, noon till three. <laughs> okay. uh, my next show will be May twenty first. So tune in. God and, and Tony, 
we really appreciate you coming on because it takes no some balls because I think you know before you sign on, you know, what our position <laughs> is, what our current thoughts are. And that and you know, the only way we're going to change our minds or, you know, become enlightened is these conversations. That's right. Um, I have a better I, 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 really... I have a, I have a better grasp on what you mean by freedom like I do. Um and I I just uh you know, I don't want to see Trudeau back. Yeah, I and don't. and like I said, if you if 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 the message if if the singular message about affordable housing for our kids, uh, I yes. can get behind that for sure. Uh, here you go, a little freedom. All right, Tony Clement, you're a, a very nice Thanks, man. man. And uh, we will talk to you sooner than later. A regular contributor to our... Oh, and oh yeah. Um, and of course, we know appearance would be uh, complete without us saying, when are you going to get Double P on the show? Yeah, I talked to his, uh, yeah, I talked to his uh, uh, press guy and uh, made the pitch for you. Uh, they're concentrating on membership sales right now, but uh, sure. I'll try to get an answer for you. But it's, right, it's, well, it's, it's, in, it's being considered. I, I, I will t- I tell you, you know what would be a... I probably might seal it is why don't you and i just thought of this I, I we would love you to be on tell him that we'd have both of you on okay. and say i'll come on sure. these are buddies of mine and i can come on just to make sure and and i promise you it'll be i know it'll i know just you'll be, a, be you'll, yeah we'll be you'll be, 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 we'll be fine absolutely yeah. we'll yeah. be respectful yeah. i just think it would be great for us to have and the four of us to have a conversation Sure. Because we don't come from a conservative hatred like a lot of people do. We, no, we come from I made that point. Conservative concern, not hate. Right. And I right. think. And I've made that point. And I think yeah. if you were on, I think two things. It would give him some comfort. But I'd be honest with you. You, you, I would have you help us through, like almost moderate it, because mm-hmm. I, I would like your counsel as, hey guys, you might want to ask Pierre about this because we're not, sure. we're barely bright enough to. Do a, get this fucking show on every day. I think, honest to God, it's just insane. Thank you, Tony Clement. I'll be there. Thanks, for you, Tony. Buddy. Good okay. to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Oh, He's our gigs guy, guest of the day. I, if there was a guest of the year, he would be in the cat. He'd certainly be in the running. Uh, if you're thinking about getting away, now's the time to do it. I know it seems spring-like, but at some point you're going to travel. You know, restrictions aside, get the uh, Gig Sky mobile app today for Android or I or for iOS or Android. Yeah, uh, download it, and of course you can get a uh, five dollars off your first plan using the promo code HF2022. Of course, you know they offer peace of mind when you travel. And gives you a 100% data plan. GigSky.com proudly brings you the GigSky guest of the day here on the Humble and Fred Show. Hey, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Go there today. Chamberplan.ca. Get a free quote. Find out what they can do for your small business when it comes to a benefits package, prescriptions, dental, therapies, mental health. Oh, yeah. HR components. It's all there and affordable for small business. You see, a lot of businesses get together. They have a profile of a big business. And all of a sudden, the premiums are affordable. And they've done a great job of keeping those premiums uh, down, even through COVID and all this nonsense that we've been living through. Okay. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca. I would, I, I'd just like to say again, like, I really admire Tony for coming on because he could be like a lot and just say, hey, guys, I can't, you know what, and make up an excuse. I can't come on. 
you know, to avoid being confronted as somebody who's in that camp. And it's uh, that's a lot of integrity there. Yeah. And I think what I said to him resonated with you in that. Listen, I don't know very many people that have. You can say what you want about the guy and whatever issues he has, but or has had, but he owned up to them, and you know he's as close to an insider as we're ever going to get. And I wanted him to know that there, you know, if he has, if he finds value in this person, there must be some value in him because Tony's not a dick. No. You know, he's not shining us. He has, and he knows we have no, listen, we're just a couple of idiots doing a podcast now. What, what agenda do we have other than content? Right. And, um, you know, part of our job is we may have to come to the conclusion or come to grips with the fact that Pierre Poliev might be the guy, but with him is going to come some of that fringe. So do you accept the fa- fact that some of that fringe is there? But go with him because it's just... No, I know what you're saying. The best. It's the best for me. It's the best for my family. It's best for what I think is the country. Unfortunately, it comes with a bit of that fringe. Uh, That's what we have to figure out. Yeah. Because I know, and again, I bring him up again, anti-abortionist Richard Surratt, like huge anti-abortion uh, anti-abortionist and you know i just I, I laugh at these people because you know freedom from masks and vaccine but a woman can't have that freedom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know like it's bizarre but no i i we, we could jump back into that conversation anytime you want because that is hilarious to me you know yeah. the we have you have the right to legislate guns you know everyone can get a gun but everyone can't get an abortion and now what they're doing there is so evil and so heinous and you know what Mm -hmm. some of my favorite memes that pop up from time to time or anything to do with hillary clinton and one of them was from a bunch of women saying hillary was right about everything meaning and she tweeted this weekend or she was quoted as saying not that I'm right, but she said, basically, if you think if you think this is the end of it, you think they're going to stop with abortion there because up next on the Christian agenda will be same sex marriage, will be immigration, will be maybe even I know this sounds alarmist, but it weren't that long ago. Nineteen hundred and sixty seven folks, when they finally made it legal in all the states for a black person to marry a white person that were that that happened a few years before roe v wade so and, and, and to bring it around that's just why i'm a bit weirded out and you as well it's just we're close and we've seen a lot of you know copycat or mimicking up here based on what was going on down there and that's just where my discomfort comes in and uh what you just said there it's uh you know, where does it stop and how, how much do you let these people in? You know, and, and again, Richard wouldn't come on our show. He won't address these things. And, and Tony does. And I and I appreciate that. Not that Tony's on any level like Richard no. Surratt. Surratt's a whack job. But I, it, it, he's got balls. He does. Well, I think he also knows that, you know, we're not, you know, I don't really have other than not wanting to be um, duped by someone that I find out later has really a bunch of, you know, 
racist and anti-Semitic. Uh, I don't even. I'm not even comfortable with some of the the Jesus stuff I've seen surrounding this guy. I'm not comfortable with that stuff in any manner or form. I'm so tired of it. I'm so. I've saying that to Dan. I'm just so tired of the whole Christian agenda and the whole. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the, the the whole religious agenda. And you can see how just yeah. you know this Roe v. Wade. The mm-hmm. only people that want it are the people that, you know, love the Jesus. Oh, there's Tim mm-hmm. Daniels. Thank goodness. There's mm-hmm. our boy, Tim. Um, Tim Daniels is joining. I'm going to message Dan and say, there's Tim Daniels. Uh, Tim's up first. Tim's up first. There we go. Tim's up first. Beautiful. Tim Daniels from Florence, Italy. There he is. There uh, he buddy. Is. Buddy. Hey, Jens, how are you? Did you did you just get my message, or were you? Did you know it was today? Uh, I knew it was today. And okay. No, I did not even get your message. Well, I just, I just, I only ever text you on WhatsApp, and I was like, ah, okay. dude, Tim Daniels, man, what a face, what a smile, what a play. I talked to a, I talked to a moose jaw guy the other day. I was talking about you, and and uh, do you remember Dave Jukes? He was a little older than us. I do. I do, I do. I played football with with uh, maybe his Rick brother. Jukes, I guess. Yeah, with his Rick brother. Jukes, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. A year or two ahead of us. Yeah, he's a he's my brother. He's wait. Well, his Dave is like older than us by eight years, but his brother's probably closer to your age. These are Moose Jaw people. Anyway, yeah, I was yeah. telling him. I said I've gotten to know this Moose Jaw again, and he's super Moose Jaw. He's Moose Jaw like your Brampton friend. Like you know, you've met Jukes. Mm-hmm. We went to, years ago. Fred and I went to Moose Jaw, and we did our podcast from the, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this. We were at uh, the Temple Garden Spa. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's right. We did it from the lobby of the spa in Moose Jaw. <laughs> oh, man. The Spawn Casino. The Isn't Spawn the Casino, casino like that's right. Yeah. Can you imagine when we were kids if someone said, that one day, boys, that'll be a casino. We're like, what? Casino? I, I know, right? It was just this rundown old bar that uh, oh, nobody yeah. ever went to. And, and and now it's this glitzy, ritzy casino and spa. It's, no. uh, what happened? <laughs> it's not the moose jaw I remember. No, exactly. But they were, as I remember, they were great hosts. Yes. They were. Yeah, a very, very nice place. Yeah, they set us up in a corner, and I think they even brought us uh, coffee in Danish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Fred, well, where, where are you broadcasting from here today? You look like you're very uh, wildernessy. Right yes. yes, this is from the set of Red Green. <laughs> <laughs> I believe no, you. <laughs> I, I'm uh, up north at a buddy's cottage, and this is his little sort of cabana by the water. Uh, very cool. And well, he's, got, uh, uh, yeah. he's got a good internet from there, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yes. we, we had one little glitch earlier in the morning. It's so strange because he's in uh, a place a couple hours from here. You're in a place thousands of miles from here. And yet here we are all connected. Uh, of course, Tim. Of course, uh, Tim's with us uh, from Health Gauge, and been talking a lot about people's health. And of course, Fred and I have been on a, a bit of a fitness regime. We've been doing the Noom uh, weight loss uh, thing, and, and you know, more and more people are using these you know uh, devices to keep track of things like calories and and fitness. But we've been having some conversations, and I know you you're a part of this about how keeping track of as you get older, keeping track of your vital signs. Is, is almost more vital than, you know, how many steps you, you did that day. And that's why this watch is so unique, is it not? 
Yeah, yeah. So, but let me tell you. So, yes, the watch itself is unique in that it gives you this this live time, immediate, you know, actionable feedback, and that's well and good. But that's not the end of the story because you know, as we all know, when we start creeping up in age, you know, the uh, it, 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 it's hard to remember things quite the way we did. Uh, 20 years ago, and no fear with the, the health gauge because this is the end-to-end solution. So it's the wearable, it's the the app on the phone that applies artificial intelligence. So you're getting uh, the you know the latest and greatest technology that is uh, analyzing the data coming off this. So you're getting really really accurate data. But the third piece, and this is just what you're talking about now, and that's our our web-based platform where you can log in and not only get um, the, the data from five minutes ago, but from five years ago and everything in between. Right. So it, 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 it tracks and stores all your data. Um, and I mean, all your data, your heart rate, heart rate variability, blood pressure, ECGs, temperature, and so on and so forth, um, you know, from day one of using this. For you to access, but not only you, for your doctor to have access, your your pharmacist, your therapist, and so on and so forth. So it, it it's it's really this complete end-to-end solution that uh, uh, helps you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, improve your health or or stay on top of your health. It is cool that tracking because again, just a quick overview. If you could see all of a sudden, what's that little spike for? Mm. When was that? Why was that? <laughs> you know, it's it really it's invaluable. Yeah. It, even yeah, the step it, thing. The, it, the other day, like I try to get my steps in and the other day I was just around the house opening the pool and doing some gardening and stuff and thought, oh, I got to go for my walk. And then I checked my watch and I I was about 8,000 steps just doing stuff around the house. So it yeah, was great. Yeah. I didn't really have to go for my walk then. Exactly. Aw. <laughs> and Could, it, couldn't you just you go know, for a shorter walk? Yeah, no, no. It was an excuse. It gave me an excuse to <laughs> not have to that. go on the boring walk. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And yeah, you know, it's it's uh, where I find it the most useful is when something's off kilter. So you know, for example. Mm-hmm. A couple months back, I went skiing, and I and I forgot. I forgot I'm not pointy anymore. And I took a, a tumbler, I took a header, and I got up and oh, you know, just strained my ribs. Well, that sidelined me from my you know daily run activity um, for the last couple of months. Um, just because every time I went out and tried to run, uh, you know, I get the, the sharp pain in my side from where I uh, uh, separated the, the, the cartilage and ribs. And, uh, um, and you notice, and so, so again, as I was talking, going on to the Health Gauge website and seeing um, not only my activity level, but how it's affected other uh, of my biometric parameters really? over the last but, couple of months but like, while I haven't been out. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so not doing your daily, for people who don't know, Timmy does like an hour of a, a nice run every day. So just you could see just the uh, the lack of activity and how it contributed yeah. to other vital signs. And, and by the way, just because I don't know that we've mentioned it, uh, healthgauge.com is where you go and find out more information. And if you're a HealthGauge user like we are, you can also go and track your, your statistics. By the way, isn't that funny you said about your, your injury a couple months ago? That is one of the major differences I have found from even in my 40s, because I did a lot of snowboarding in my 40s. Even yeah. between my 40s and now in my early 60s, Things used to get better quicker. 
Remember those exactly. days when exactly. you'd go to the doctor and he'd say things like, yeah, that'll probably just give that a couple days and you'll feel better. And he was right. Mm-hmm. A couple days later, you feel better. Now you go to the doctor and he says things like, yeah, you're probably li- you're going to probably have to live with that. <laughs> you're going to be you're going to be living with that cartilage <laughs> thing for a couple months. Do you know That's Do you know right. what the word chronic means? <laughs> I, I'll tell you from golf. I, and I, I think I've told Fred this before. I literally because I because I, I'm right handed. And so my left side of my body gets a lot of torque in it. I wake up almost every day with a little weird kind of soreness and stiffness in the left side of my back. It's never going away. Never no, going that's away. It. That's that's why I mean when we were in our twenties, it was like oh, yeah. you get up and you just say, ah, walk it off. And, I'm better know, now. Exactly. I subscribe to that thing now. You know, does it hurt? Yes. Well, it hurt when you do that. Well, then don't no, do that. No, I mean, basically, yeah, I love that. What Tim yeah. said though, it used to be like you get up from something and things. You someone would say walk it off, and literally by the time you yeah. walked a couple steps, it felt better. Now yeah, it's like it'd be exactly. like walk it off. Like yeah. there's not enough time left for me to walk all this stuff off. Yeah, anyway, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. great. And I find that uh, I, I, there's constant pain. It just kind of rotates through. Absolutely. My body. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Like, I remember having this conversation with Rachel. She said, how come we don't talk about the stuff that hurts you? And I said, because it would never we would never be talking about anything else. My feet, okay, my pee so hole, true. my shoulder. Healthgage.com is what we're talking about. And for now, you go to Humble of Fred. You can go to the website, put in the promo code HumbleFredHG for 15% off. Man, that made me laugh. But so you're you're you still can't run because your side oh. hurts. Yeah. So yeah, just in the last couple of days now, I've been able to to finally get out again, and and uh, and it, it kind of just sort of hurts. So so that's brilliant. And I remind myself that that hey, it's that that pain. Uh, I've become very philosophical. It's because I have pain, it right. reminds me I'm still able to feel pain Love which it. is a, yes. a good thing. that's right so. gratitude that's what that it's all about that perspective exactly. and gratitude timmy um okay so check your whatsapp i'm going to send you a note uh, a little okay, bit later good. just want to check in with you and uh thanks for uh, that this morning how is uh, the temperature starting because we've we've actually today might be the first day that fred and i we'll have an experience of weather where tomorrow we may not be complaining about it, but we're very close to black fly season. So that's coming up. What about, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what about Florence Let's see. here today? It is sunny, 24 degrees. And it's been like Beauties. that for the last, you know, 10 days now or so. Excellent. So we're, we're into our springtime weather. Finally. So. Well, I was uh, showing my brother uh, who was visiting last week. Actually, it's his friend, Dave Jukes. They went to central played football together yeah. and I showed him some, pictures from florence mm. at christmas time when the lights come down from the yes the city yeah. the way they, they hang their lights vertically it's, it was just beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you're a very lucky man and we're lucky to know you there you go tim daniels from health gauge if you want to uh, find out more as we've said go to healthgauge.com and uh, find out more and get the uh, promo code going all the best to you young man we'll talk to you soon cheers guys thanks Always tim good to see you buddy thank you enjoy cheers. life in italy there's Tim Daniels. Yeah, it used to be. I, I remember falling a bunch of times and kind of just getting up and, and shaking it off and just continuing. <laughs> I'll tell you, the reason I don't ski anymore, the reason I don't snowboard anymore, the reason I don't wakeboard anymore is I just don't want to, I don't want to fall. I don't. Uh, yesterday when we were doing this talk, and I'm going to be honest, because my buddies look after me and, you know, knowing that I had back surgery and... 
So they do most of the lifting, but there was one point yesterday where I did lift it up a bit, and I thought I felt something like sort of in my rib cage. And when I stood up, I could keep feeling it, and I thought, oh, no, is this going to be one of these things that I get up tomorrow It's going to be bugging me for weeks? You know, because anything around your ribs is a bitch. Uh, But I'm fine today. But I was concerned. I I had some old guy concern yesterday. (laughs) Well, I mean, there is a... I I mean, there's a thing. You can't... How do I put this? You can't be completely inactive. You're going to have to stay active to keep your musculature and your balance. Mm -hmm. But like I said, there's a couple things for sure that I would still love to do. One of them is snowboarding. Actually, I I liked wakeboarding. I didn't do it as much, obviously, but I, I liked it. But I won't. I will probably never snowboard again, just because of the diminishing returns. Especially because I don't want to hurt myself for golf. To be honest with you, Howard, the bay that I'm looking out at right now, when I was a kid, we used to come to this bay because it's nice and you know calm most of the time. And I used to ski like and do circles around here, and we loved it. And it's just one more water ski. I've told you before. I just one more time to be on a pair of water skis, but I won't, and I can't. It would be foolish. But well, couldn't you just feel the same way? Couldn't you just do like a, you know, just get up on a couple, like do not slalom, but just get up on a pair of skis and. Yeah, but that wouldn't do it for me. It, I'd have, it, it, you know, I, I mean the old way. No, I know what you mean. And over the wake and all. That yeah, shit. like that's like Dan. Dan just wants one more three-way. You know, he just wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you know, like the old days. He uh, yeah. actually be, <laughs> be uh, I'm going to ask you guys a question here in a second. But first, here's a, a message from our friends at. Mute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard. <sighs> You know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Here's something I've wanted to ask you, too. I don't know if you know this about me, because you're both dear friends, but I can be a bit impatient. I know that's going to be a surprise. I know that'll be a big surprise to both of you, because you know I'm very calm. Zen like often. Thank you. You could you could have uh, you know seminars in the forest and you know. <laughs> my famous forest seminars. Um, I don't know if there's a word for it, but I'd like to I'd like to think we could invent one for the the idea of the time I waste texting. I'm sorry, retexting and retyping and re-anything when I'm texting on my phone. It's less so much when I'm, when I'm typing on my computer. I still do it. But I, I can't tell you how many times I have to re-enter what I'm texting because I've made a mistake. <clears throat> because, I, because I'm going too fast. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. I waste. I'm, I'm sure everyone does it, but I think because of my impatience, I'm, I, I can't get the words out fast enough. And I invariably, if I had just slowed down a little bit, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to continuously retype what I'm typing. Does that happen to either of you two? All the time. Yes, for me, it's. Uh, I have two problems. One is my uh, fingers are, are quite large. 
and mm. the calluses I don't register properly, mm. so I'm hitting the wrong. Uh, that happens uh, to me as well. Yes, the, the, the wrong key. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, autocorrect takes over, and yeah. uh, it's beautiful. What the what it finally ends up. But I, have you done a lot of voice to text stuff? I do that when I when I'm typing something longer than a sentence. I'm going well. If I'm in a private <sighs> space, I'll do voice to text. And why don't you do that? I, I I have done it. It's funny you say that about the predictive typing. Sometimes I've I've t- I would only do it with you guys because I know you. But sometimes I've wanted to just send what the predictive text came up because it's just fucking ludicrous. <laughs> but I just had this idea the other day, and I wanted to run it by you because I, if I could just slow down the time that it would take me. The time I'm wasting having to retype everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought of that. Like, I thought, you know, maybe I should just take a little more time. And then it wouldn't take away from... Because I, I, I'm wasting a bunch of time doing it. Maybe you need to close your eyes and, you know, imagine a, uh, a peaceful landscape before you start doing any of your uh, texty. That's an idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you? Oh, by the way, have you ever uh, done the the type of uh, text typing where you you drag your finger over the letters? No, I no. started picking up on that. Yeah, you you like so that you're typing the word the. You no, I know what you mean. You just hold, do the thing. You hold your hand on the uh, on the screen and then hit the the letters, and it usually comes up with a pretty good uh, represent as as good as typing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know a lot. Hmm. <laughs> well, you you have you're not in the Apple world, Howard, no, I'm so I don't not. know if it applies no, to you, but it's probably enabled. I mean, there's oh, sure. usually both <laughs> platforms have the that's, same. That's another thing that makes me laugh. Anytime somebody finds out I have an Android, it's like, what? You turn your own butter? Like, no, it's just <laughs> fuck. It's a phone, okay? Well, you start, you do, you, oh, yeah. Or they'll say things to me like, oh, yeah, well, of course you don't know because you have an Android. It's like saying your phone's made of wood. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan, thanks for your counsel on this issue. Um, yeah. If you want to be part of my forest seminars, call my 1 800. <laughs> Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchorman, comes as has for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. Oh, yeah, his voice is nice and low. Everybody, it's time for Dan Duran. Dan Duran live from a lake somewhere up north, right across the bay from Fred. In the rational, super bright brain of Mike the Pillow Guy Lindell, the Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade leak, was time to thwart one of his fantastic appearances in front of mega election stoleners. Mm. An hour, two hours before the event, all of a sudden the news comes in that it leaked out from the Supreme Court. What kind of timing is that? You follow me? And so that gets the news rather than more and more evidence and more stuff piling on of what happened in the 2020 election. It's disgusting. You know, Fred said something earlier, and, I, and every time I think of Mike Liddell I, and, and all that crew, I think the same thing. Like, the people around him not see that he's mentally ill? You know what I mean? Like... There, he's there's something wrong with the man, and if you're if aren't aren't there people in that universe that go I don't know is Mike Lindell the best guy for our cause you know mm-hmm. he kind of has the sentence cadence of uh, Don Cherry in a, a way. Bit. 
He sounds a little bit like that. You know, we had a bit of this conversation yesterday about, you know, there's a lot of issues along the way that are debatable. And you can debate. Dan and I debate politics all the time, but we leave friends and it doesn't. But there are some things that just are not debatable. And Mike Lindell is one of those. It's like there's no conversation to be had that on any level he makes sense or is a decent human being. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not even a conversation. So then it gets back to what you say, Howard. Those people around him that look at him with, you know, admiration and they're part of that camp. It's yeah, there's something wrong with them. There, there is. It's same with, with the Trump thing. Yeah. What concerns me that and why I don't want to go there with Polyam. Any any way that could happen in Canada, and I'm so cautious because there's some things that just aren't open for discussion. And, and but but you know, there's a clear, obviously the difference between Pierre Polyev and Donald Trump is that Pierre Polyev has had a lifetime in politics and went to school. Donald right. Trump had a lifetime of interrupting pageant. Um, participants by looking at their naked bodies. I mean, that's he's a completely right. different guy. But I know what you're saying. But but the, but the ilk makes me nervous. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of what we were discussing is there's mm-hmm. not necessarily two sides to every story. There's not like the conservative mm-hmm. liberal side. No. When when someone's lying, there's not uh, when it's a lie. There's not a side yeah. to the lie. It's a lie. So like like what Lindell just said is just so outrageously ridiculous there's yeah. not on any level can you discuss that? <laughs> no i know and and people that would debate it or try and defend it it's like okay go ahead but believe me the supreme court has no interest in the my pillow fucking guy uh, is there any more news to come from the giant head that is dan duran well let's look now and see what's going on inside the dark recesses of dan's skull well, Russia had its annual Victory Day parade thingy that, you know, Putin was doing, and uh, he uh, reiterated his accusation that the West left him no choice but to invade Ukraine. But he uh, he did stop short of signaling a mass mobilization. Some planned air shows were canceled across Russia. Don't know what that's about. <clears throat> and also... There's another story that uh, a top journalist with Bellingcat, it's a publication, says an uh, uh, oligarch close to Vladimir Putin has cautioned friends that the Russian president's psychiatric health is bad and possibly uh, could use nuclear <laughs> weapons. That is possible because uh, him going bonkers, uh, those stories are not exactly a joke. Nope. And he may have cancer, he may not. But anybody affiliated with uh, with him are keeping very quiet because, you know, the madness is real and yeah. the nuclear strike threat is real, too. Other people say different things, but that's floating around there in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the rumor verse. Oh, is, so. that, is that a surprise, though? It's, like, it's not like anyone, you know, looked at Hitler and went, yeah, that guy seems to have his personal act together. <laughs> you know, there's all these videos. Like the, one of the rumors about Hitler was that... He was uh, ingesting massive amphetamines. But there's some video where you see him mm-hmm. being kind of tweaking, watching a, an mm-hmm. event. And yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that what Vladimir Putin is putting us through, you see, there is, is, is due to some mental illness. It's so callous. It's so evil. Again, we were talking about this on the weekend. Even, you know, if that war is being waged, even if you want to call it a war, it's a one-sided thing, it seems. Um. To him to send out the message, okay, make sure the kids don't starve through this. Make sure, you know, we protect 
citizens but no it's no it's weird it's just yeah. it's just balls to the wall like it's sickening uh, yeah and and i had that notion as well even though i wasn't part of your political discussion i thought to myself doesn't mm-hmm. this vladimir putin guy i know he has is i know he is selling a version of the of reality to his citizens but somewhere within him he has children mm-hmm. yeah. does he not think to himself okay Mm-hmm. I, I want Ukraine, but I don't want to hurt the people I'm going to want to to be in. I don't know to be in charge of, or is that too naive? Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, exact, no, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I don't think he's he's so disconnected from uh, the local people, or you know, it doesn't matter to him how many people die. It's not a thing for him, right? It's like it doesn't concern. It's like okay, I'm a leader of this nation. Mm-hmm. You know, I've killed people. What do I care if, yeah. you know, however many thousands of people mm-hmm. die? He's already invaded, you know, there's Chechnya and, and Georgia and, and whatever they did in uh, Syria. Uh, and it was all and, and it's about creating terror and fear. And that's right. part of the formula is, you know, kill people, kill, yep. kill innocents. You know, I had this fantasy that I just love to be in a room with him, just me and him. Mm. I fucking love. And then I found out what shape he's in. And I thought, maybe I don't. Maybe yeah. I don't. I don't do that. Listen, you're maybe, if, <laughs> go ahead. Maybe me and a you know a like a AK forty seven or something. No. But <laughs> well, listen, the the you that is you now that's afraid to go water skiing on a glassy lake is not the guy. Is <laughs> not the guy I want in the room with Vladimir Putin. Hey, further to Russia, if I, I just want to make this comment, how you know pulling together and how saddened I was by the National Hockey League this weekend when Gary Bettman came out and said, yes, of course we are going to be drafting. Russian hockey players. Mm. And when you think what all the other leagues have done and all the other sports organizations around the world to pull together and, you know, have this unified front against Russia. No, we're going to be we're going to be drafting Russian kids. And then they said, if there's a World Cup in 2024 again, will Russia be part of it? We haven't decided yet. We will discuss that. A perfect opportunity for the NHL to say, no, those kids will not be drafted and no they will not be in the World Cup. But he hedged because of money. You know? And I, and I said to these guys, I know what's going on. It's general managers on shitty teams that have high draft picks talking to Putin or talking to Batman going, well, wait a minute. I have the fourth pick and that Russian kid's a superstar. You can't do that. I don't want to yeah. draft him. And that's probably what it's come down to. Well, sure. And, and there's how do you find a way to compensate a GM or a team that already has uh, whatever the word is, you know, they've 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 got that guy in their system. Well, maybe have a supplemental draft when it's all over and they've decided that we can let Russia back in, take yeah. those players and have a, a draft but, of them. But you're right. But it's coming from a place. I mean, again, these it's yeah. too bad they didn't take the opportunity. But, you know, they're not the only ones who are, you know, doing shit for money. Uh, we should get uh, going here, guys, because, uh, you know, I got water in the basement. I've got uh, other issues. Got to figure this out. Um, very excited. But thanks to Tony Clement tomorrow on the show. If you're interested, I hope you are. Um, Jesse Primerano is our guest. Mm -hmm. And that's all the information I have about that now. Bob Weeks is uh, with us on... uh, Bob Weeks is with us on Wednesday. Do a little golf talk with him. 
Uh, Dan Duran, uh, will you be uh, heading back over to uh, where Fred is to uh, help uh, do more docky things and dock stuff and dock spiders and things? Well, I'll be heading over because I left my canoe there last night. So I didn't feel like paddling How'd back you get after home? our... I, I, I got my son to come pick me up. So I got a re- canoe retrieval day today. Just before dark last night, Darren came out to lock up this shed where I sit because the equipment was in there. And uh, Dan's canoe was out in the middle of the bay. <laughs> so, how did how did you get it back? Darren got in his kayak and went out and got it, but somehow it broke away from the dock and was <laughs> trying to escape. Darren hadn't gone out. We would have probably never found that canoe because it probably would would end up in some little bay or crevice. And <laughs> right, or over the falls. And, or over uh, the falls. I'm, into, I'm shocked, Tony. I'm, I'm just shocked. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I've never done something like well, that. Well, I, 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 stupid. That sounds like the kind of thing an idiot like me would do. But how did you, uh, uh, an experienced canoesman, not tie it up? Well, I retied it. No, I should have done that. But the rope that I tied it was was dry. Uh, and dry often, rope syndrome. A dry rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so it must have like uh you know bounced out into its normal uh straight shape or something i don't know so uh it, it went off the, the dock cleat and um yeah and now i'm an embarrassed canoeist don't don't be i just think the fact that you even can bother canoeing is fascinating to me oh he called us yesterday he came from his side it's about a 40 minute paddle and we said really you want to do that and he goes yeah Nice. But he had the right attitude. He said it was forced exercise. That's like when I have a destination, I'm getting exercise without really thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm on a treadmill or something like that. That's monotonous. Well, it's funny you say that because Dan was in my home on uh, Thursday night, as you know. And then Friday morning, we were having a nice uh, coffee and we had some breakfast together. And Dan was wearing a uh, tight white T-shirt. And I mean tight, like and pretty high, like a high bicep type of thing, you know. Um, and we've mentioned this, like, you know, Dan's never worked out. <laughs> Have you ever even been to a gym? I signed up once a long, long time ago <laughs> at Bailey's. At Bailey's? Is that what it was? No, it was. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so Dan's in my kitchen, and I'm thinking to myself, I work out like three days a week. I go to yoga classes on Sunday. I hit a thousand golf balls, and uh, and I got like skinny fucking boy arms. And then Dan Duran, there in his giant arms... With his big fucking biceps, it's re- you know what? It's a lot. To, it's a lot to take in, is what it is. It's a lot <laughs> it's to just take be in. Active. I just like to be active. I know, and, but you're you know you're, you got, a, a you got like guns, it. man. You got a gun show there. Oh, God, uh, damn nice it. of you to say. Thank no, you. but it's true. It's intimidating. It's true, man. True. <laughs> Anyway, I You've do enjoy a nice canoe. Yeah. My my dog is calm enough to sit uh-huh. in the canoe and just uh, smell things as we uh, as we uh, you know paddle by them. How's and, uh, speaking uh, of Clifford? How's, how's his stink mouth? Good. Has he's, he gotten uh, better? You know he's you know he's got you know one third of the teeth he started out with at this point, and uh, his halitosis is quite calmed down. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Now it's just yeah. it's not putrid. It's just horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, he's, you know, we're reconditioning you. You know, you couldn't really do any, uh, you no. know, dog toothbrushing while his uh, mouth was healing, and uh, so it's healed up. And we're uh, I don't care. I still, I still kiss that dog. I love that fucker. I let, I let him so lick aff- my face. He's so affectionate. Yesterday, a couple of times, I'm just standing there by the dock, and he comes up to me and puts his head against my leg and just starts rubbing his head up and mm. down. Who's that? Dan did or the dog? <laughs> <laughs> Dan wanted to. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. No, close it. Oh. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks to Tony Clement, Dan Duran. We'll uh, see everyone tomorrow. And thank you for uh, taking time with us today. And if we know you have choices with your podcast listening, we appreciate you choosing. <laughs> I'm your host. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, and Hush Blankets with their 100 night guarantee. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember to listen tomorrow, like and subscribe. Turntables and a microphone, bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's that?